Madonna's broken, has her luck. House, this is Davina. You are live on Channel 4. Please do not swear. What, you ask me if I'm happy? Listen, I've got 87 million pounds in the bank. I've got a Rolls Royce. I've got three stalkers. I'm about to go on the board at Manchester City. I'm part of the greatest band in the world. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! I want more! I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Welcome to the Brick Cult Podcast. With me, Mark Knox. And me, Ross McConnell. Here we are on the Brick Cult Podcast, Season 1, Episode 10, Season Finale. Ross, how do you feel? It's emotional. It's been, it's been longer than 10 weeks because we've had a, we've had a couple of mid-season breaks. It's, um, it's been fun. How do you feel, Mark? I feel good. Um, I've just had a Dr Pepper, which I really enjoy. I'm looking forward to um, recording this last episode. Um, yeah, I feel good. Um, this week we have no guest on the show. No, why? Why is that, Mark? Because we are the guests. This week we are going to be asking ourselves the question that we've been asking, or the questions that we've been asking others, um, every week. Um, kind of looking at the soundtrack to our lives, what we enjoyed about the nineties and the noughties, and also possibly reflecting back and um celebrating some of the guests that have been on and the good stuff that have happened over the past 10 episodes. Okay, so let's go join our interview where we hear from ourselves. Ross, would you like to introduce yourself to the public <laughs> if they don't already know you? Yeah, I'm Ross. I'm a singer-songwriter, a model. No, I'm not. I, I'm Ross, and I'm just a normal, very normal, average guy. Mark, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Mark. I am the co-host of the Brick Cult podcast, and I am really excited to be here. I'm I'm also the co-host of the Brick Cult podcast. In case you were wondering who the other co-host was when I suggested <laughs> that. Um, okay, who's, how is this, this or that's going to work? Are we going to go one about, or are we going to go on our own each? I think we should go one about. The first one I'm going to ask you, Mark, is one that's n- never been asked, actually, in this podcast. Mm. And um, two people that we've really haven't talked about on this podcast apart from with cat uh, and that is ant or deck hmm yes um i am a deck man big deck big deck fan i've always liked a bit of dick and um <laughs> yeah i've i've always preferred deck to ant uh, even though cat um really really hated him i don't know why maybe it's because he's smaller and he always had a better haircut i think but who do you prefer uh, I think I'm going to have to go deck as well, but I mean, Ant hasn't helped himself over the last couple of years. Uh, well, what, what about Ant and Deck or PJ and Duncan? <laughs> Ant and Deck all the way. Okay. Okay. I have bizarrely, um, I don't know why. I just decided that all of your options were going to be two different people with the same first name. <laughs> I like it. So first of all, I'm going to ask you, Tracy Baker or Tracy Barlow? <laughs> Who's Tracy Barlow? Ken and Deidre's daughter from Coronation Street. <laughs> I've got no idea who Tracy Bardo is, so it's going to have to be Tracy Baker. What do you like um, about her? Oh, she's the dumping ground queen. Mm. Uh, I love, I love, um, I actually think she she might have had bipolar, you know, because sometimes she was really nice and really sound, <laughs> and other times she was horrible. Yeah. Have you um, the new series? I ha- <laughs> I don't tend to watch CBBC as much as I did <laughs> back then, so I haven't seen the new series. <laughs> well, um, if any of our viewers 
who are listeners actually, many of our listeners have uh, listened to it, let us know how the new series is working out. Yeah, please do. I'd love to know. Oh, it's my turn again. <laughs> um, okay, so next one, I've got two two blokes. It's Danny Dyer or Hugh Grant. If I want to relax, I will relax by like I will relax by either watching sort of a full Weddings of Bridget Jones, Notting Hill. There are a lot of my favorite films, and or about a boy. Like I really, really like um, Hugh Grant and his movies, but off. The, the, there's a movie called The Business with Danny Dare. Yeah. And The Business is one of my favorite films of all time. And it's probably one of the most stylish films of all time. Um, so because of that one movie alone, I'm going to give it to Danny Dare. Okay, your next one of two different names that are they're two of the same names. Phil Mitchell or Phil from Kirsty and Phil? Um, Kirsty and Phil are the people that do the... Place like, and film. The place <laughs> <laughs> location, location, location. Actually, is that the one they do? Uh, I don't really like Kirsty and Phil. You know, I think they seem real stuck up and arrogant. Like they're gonna find you the perfect house, and if you don't want it, it's your fault. It's not theirs. So huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go by default. I'm gonna have to go Phil Mitchell. Also, just because Phil Mitchell is like a like an iconic kind of meme. That that kind of picture of him having a bottle of beer like slumped over a, a railing yeah um, yeah that, that flies about social media a lot and it's always nice to see so I'm going to have to go Philip Mitchell what's your next one? Um, my next one is Busted or McFly Busted um, Busted are one of my favourite bands of all time yes you heard that right listeners as well as Oasis and Blur and whatever else Busted are my favourite bands of all time Charlie's voice is absolutely incredible. Um, I was doing an impression of it yesterday in the car and it really hurt my throat. Um, can, can you give us a sample of that now? Yeah. Driving in your car, but we won't go far. I got there. The Charlie it, spoke 48 yeah. well, This looks, he just keeps looking better. James yeah. looks like, just like, James looks like he could work in like CEX or something now. James looks exactly like he works in CX. Like, there's just nothing about him. No. No. Yeah, Charlie and Matt are my favourites in Busted, but like, would you prefer Busted or McFly? Um, oh, uh, if you asked me a few years ago, I would have probably would have said McFly, but I've really enjoyed Busted's new stuff that they've brought out as well. Mm-hmm. So I would probably go with Busted. And what's your favourite McFly song? Uh, Stargirl. Same. Probably one of my favourite songs ever, actually. Yeah, it's absolutely What's your favourite um, Busted song? Um, that one would be too hard to choose, I think. I really like um, Night Driver from their yeah. 2016 album, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song. My favourite is Loser Kid off their, their first album. It's the last track. Because um, when my child is going to be born in eight weeks, it gets older and they say daddy what was growing up like for you I'm going to hit play and it goes always pick less for teams warm sisters jeans <laughs> and that's a perfect up in the line isn't it always pick last for teams and wore my sisters jeans Good. that was your childhood is like yeah exactly I got um, 
bizarre. Right, your next two. Craig David or Craig Revel Horwood. <laughs> They're so random. It's like, same name. There's no like comparison there. Um probably probably you know what? Actually I've always thought Craig Revel Horwood has looked like have you ever seen Lazy Town? Yeah. He looks really like Robbie Rotten, I thought. But uh, let's go with, you know what? I don't really care too much for either of them, but I'll go for Craig David. Yeah, I, I like Craig David. He's... I mean, yeah, I, I like him, but I think he kind of has, I don't know, maybe, maybe he's just like sold himself out by going on like Love Island and stuff every yeah. time I have a white party. He's also had, a, had so many comebacks. <laughs> How long has he been going for? Uh, from like 99-ish. So this next one is Kate Moss mm. or your wife? Gonna have to say my wife. Okay. Because Does she listen to this podcast? She listens to the podcast, yeah. She's recently grown a baby. <laughs> while I've grown a mullet. And yet I feel like I've focused and talked more about my mullet um, than I have about the baby. So uh, for that alone, a last one for you, but it's actually a choice of three. Okay. So you've got Noel Gallagher from Oasis. Right. Noel Edmonds from Dale or No Dale. Yeah. Or Noel Sullivan, the fifth and most important member of Hearsay. I thought you were going to throw in Noel Fielding. No. Too many Noels. Um, you know what? That's, that's tough, actually. So they're on 90s Naughty's Legends. It's, it's got to be between Noel Gallagher and Noel uh, Edmonds. I'm going to have to go with Noel Gallagher. Oh, okay. Noel Gallagher gets it this time. Just for, just because if I, I would feel too uncool if I went for Noel Edmonds. Well, who's got the cooler sidekick? Is it Liam Gallagher or Mr. Blobby? Again, so tough. Um, You know what? If Liam Gallagher dressed up in Mr. Blobby's suit that would be ideal right so my last one for you mark here is the pape show or or pape show it's just called pape show isn't it or the office oh the office every day of the week yeah yeah my favorite account on tiktok at the minute is accidental brand did you see matt hancock yeah um, run away <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen so many people just say this looks like a scene from the office yeah that was so funny because he just runs away. Yeah. I also think that he, like, because he was doorstepped. So if you haven't seen the clip, uh, he was, the reporters were waiting on my side, the one that asked him about the sort of scandal around COVID. He wanted to just say who could get the vaccine and then he could just run away as he was dressed in shorts and t-shirt and pretend he was going for a run. I, so I don't think he was really going for a run. I think he saw the reporters, he put on his shorts and t-shirt and I reckon all day as Dominic Cummings was doing his presentation or whatever it was in front of the the MPs, I reckon Matt Hancock and Boris Johnson were sitting in one office watching it on TV. Boris Johnson wearing the traditional suit and Matt, Han- Matt Hancock randomly wearing an England cricket t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on then to the soundtrack to your life. Soundtrack to your life, we, as we said with our guests every week, is the song that was number one when you were 14 and it's meant to elicit many memories of growing up. When you were 14, Ross, what was the year and what was the number one hit of that week? Yeah, so I feel like this is, this, I was saying this to you earlier, that I feel like this is when I get exposed to actually being 
like way too young to have lived through a lot of the 90s and the noughties. So I was actually 14 in 2010. And number one, uh, when I was 14, was moves like Jagger, mm. which feels like it was only released like a year ago. Yeah, it does. It's still, it, I say that all the time to Heather. Anything released in the sort of the early 2010s, I'm saying, when was this released? And she always thinks it was maybe like last year or the year before. But it's like, that was released 10... 11 years ago. Did you ever hear Noel Gallagher's story about Maroon 5? No. So Noel Gallagher was at a house party in LA. He was out um, and he was invited to come back to this house party by someone, I don't know. And uh, he was just hanging about the house now. And um, eventually he bumped into this guy and this guy came up and was like, oh, Noel Gallagher, I'm such a massive fan of your music. Like you've been such an inspiration to me and to my band. And you know, like I've always just loved Oasis and everything you do and it's inspired us so much. And Noel goes, what band are you in? And it turned out it was the bassist from Maroon 5. And right. Noel Gallagher said, my band's inspired your band. I don't like so many. And then walked off. Then about two hours later, Noel Gallagher is going to the toilet and the boy from Maroon 5 comes out of the toilet. And Noel Gallagher, Noel Gallagher's on the sauce. Like, Noel yeah. goes, why are you still here? <laughs> the guy goes, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> When Noel Gallagher was at his house. The whole time. About how bad his band was. That's brutal. Yeah, that was very funny. Yeah, that is funny. That's harsh. I mean, poor guy from Maroon 5. Also, when you said that Noel Gallagher was was going to the bathroom, I imagined him in in like a toilet in the pub, and then the guy from Maroon 5 came out of a cubicle. No, no, it was, it was he his must be waiting outside. Yeah, the, the, the guy from Vibe is just going to the toilet in his own house. <laughs> so there, you are, there you go. Um, so what was number one when you were 14, Mark? Number one when I was 14 was Lola's theme by the Shapeshifters. Now that name may not sound familiar, but the song will. It is the song that goes... Oh, Yes. Yes. Um, absolute banger, really. And it does actually fully elicit being 14. Now, um, my birthday's in July. So birthday's always kind of, or always in the summertime then. And yeah. um, in Northern Ireland, you get off school at the end of June. In Northern England, you don't get off till a little bit later. But that song, even the music video, was set at a uh, fun fair. And I remember flicking through on TV and that song being on all the time. and being like, oh, it's the summer. And I just can't wait to get out to fun fairs. So I didn't go to any because there wasn't any <laughs> But actually, if my birthday had been one week later, the num- number one week after I was 14 was The Streets and Dry Your Eyes, which oh. everything, like The Streets are one of my favourite bands. That music was such, was, that was massive music. That song, Dry Your Eyes, um, was a big tune that summer because it was Euro 2004. The Euros were Rooney came along. and um, I think he got signed to, he was still at Everton, he got signed for United that summer, I think. Um, he was only like maybe 16. Like, um, and I remember Dry Your Eyes being played whenever England got, got knocked out knocked out of the Euros that year. Can't remember who won, but solid year. And was it maybe Grace? Yeah. So that is that's my one lowest thing, um, which is a, a big tune. What songs um, for you, Ross? Um, do help you remember probably with when you were born, bring back your childhood. What naughty songs bring back those childhood memories? Ah. Uh. So it doesn't have to be the best one, just the most nostalgic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess, it, for me, it's probably like TV themes. 
TV theme tunes. Yeah. So like the Dick and Dom in the bungalow. Yeah. Theme tune just brings me back to Saturday mornings or and Sunday mornings. Um, I'm watching those shows and watching all the cartoons. I remember. So I, I played like a bit of rugby at school or whatever. It's when I was eight or nine, and um, one of my friends' dads asked me. He said, "You should come and play like at the club on Saturday mornings." I said, oh, "I'm sorry, I can't. I'm I've actually got something going on Saturday mornings." <laughs> and he said, "What do you do?" I said, well, Dick and Dog in the Bungalows on Saturday mornings. <laughs> and I was being deadly serious. <laughs> I like, said I couldn't go and play rugby because Dick and Dog was on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and the, do you remember the cat that came through the, the flat? Yeah. Like the cat flap? He, he used to sing songs about where he went that week. And I just remember one thing, maybe it's because I've, I've seen it recently, but I do remember it happening at the time, was when he sang about Stoke-on-Trent. Mm-hmm. And he just sang the songs about, because he sounded like he smoked like 40 a day as well. He's like, Stoke-on-Trent, I've been to Stoke-on-Trent. And then he sings a whole song about it. Um, are there any songs that, that bring you right back to the, to the 90s? Yeah, it was always like... Growing up, I was always obsessed with music, particularly boy bands whenever I was young. Um, I suppose that's... It. I grew up watching Live and Kicking on a Saturday morning. I grew up watching Top of the Pops on a Friday night. Like, I was obsessed with TV. Like, TV and radio, I was, like, obsessed with them. Um, like, that's all I wanted to do was watch TV and listen to radio and then talk about it. I remember my mum, one time I was just going on and on and on about pop music, and my mum said to me, Mark, there's more to life than pop music. And I remember actually stopping and thinking... What? Like, you're gonna tell me what it is? Did I honestly don't think there is? And she didn't tell me what there was else, and I was kind of like so confused, going, "She's mad in the head." There's nothing more to life. Um, Have so, you figured out if there is nothing more to life? Yeah. I still haven't. My life is still very much the same. But my uh, uh, for it, we'll cut it out. But my dad used to buy me cassettes every every, um, every couple of weeks, and uh, that's where I really got into music. You got me Robbie Williams. Let me entertain you. There's a the B side on Let Me Entertain You was uh, him covering the Pet Shop Boys. I wouldn't normally do this kind of thing. The song was called, and there was a line in it that says, "I feel like taking all my clothes off." Right. I brought the cassette into my primary school, and back when I was younger, we used to have like playtime. But one of the things you're, you're allowed to play with toys, but you're also allowed to play with this cassette player with headphones. Yeah. Big headphones, and you could listen to books. And I brought my cassette in, and I put it in the tape player. Um, this is when my personality started to show dangerous signs and I got all the girls in my class to line up <laughs> and one at a time I put the headphones on their ears and hit play at the bit that says I feel like taking all my clothes off and then hit stop and said next and then got the next one and played them all this line because I really wanted all the girls to hear this song thinking I was cool and that is what reminds me of growing up musically <laughs> did it work? Um, I don't know they're all very much impressed and I still sing the song it's still like, kind of constantly in my head um, we talked a lot about uh, on the podcast on this podcast with a lot of our guests about um, sporting events and Italian ID Euro 96 has been mentioned a lot but for you personally what is your what was your favourite sporting tournament growing up? Um, oh good question I mean I used to love I used to love the Champions League because Arsenal used to be in it. 
mm-hmm. and uh, we're not anymore. But I, I did love, I did love like World Cups and Euros because it was always the summertime, and your teacher would always wheel in the TV to like stick on a game in the afternoon. If uh, you know, because it's summertime as well, you don't, you've done all your exams or end of class tests or whatever. Yeah, they, they need to fill the time anyway. So you'd watch the football. Weirdly, really remember watching. Like it was a really sunny day, um, and I was watching. I wasn't going outside because I was watching England play a, like a World Cup warm up. I think yeah. it was against, it was against Jamaica, and Crouch uh, scored a hat trick. Well, and it was five nil. I don't know why I remember that particularly, but I I loved. I always loved World Cups and Euros. What about you, Mark? I remember World Cup two thousand and two. Um, so I was in primary seven, which in Northern Ireland is your last year of primary school before you go to high school. And uh, it was the World Cup. It was in Japan, I think. Um, Beckham had the blonde mohawk. And I remember we, the teacher was wheeling in the TV and we were watching the World Cup. And I remember England went out um, of the World Cup while we were, must have, must have that while we were still in school. And they played over the, over the highlights. The, the, after the game, they then played the, um, the highlights of England's run in that tournament and they played Stop Crying Your Heart Out which is a new single by Oasis and it's the emotion of like the football tied in with the emotion of school ending and and also I've, I'm just getting into this band Oasis that I, I'd heard about and it all kind of then obviously I had 20 years of nostalgia on top of that that kind of brings me back to primary school to like all things being good football was good music was good and life was changing and I was excited for the new the new time in big school what about when it comes to um, fashion icons for you, Ross? Who were your fashion icons growing up? Or now, if you look, like, fashion icons growing up doesn't really exist because you just wear one of your three tracksuits that you have in the cupboard. But yeah. now, looking back at the, the, the dress sense of the 90s and the noughties, who do you think are the big inspos? I don't want to speak about Beckham and Liam Gallagher again. Yeah. Well, so until I posted that post recently, I didn't know what a fancy dresser Pierce Brosnan was. Oh, right. Yeah. He looked, actually, that, that post that you um, posted, he looked really good. Yeah, like, I didn't, didn't realise that Pierce Brosnan dressed so well. There's actually, there's a few people, like, so I watched that Friends reunion, you're going to watch it tonight. When I was watching Friends the first time around, it just felt like they were dressed normal. And you look back on it now and you realise that the fashion was great. Yeah, actually, that, that's, I always, when I look back, um, or when I'm watching that, I always think Chandler dresses really well. Or yeah. just looks really cool because he's sometimes he wears like cool caps. He's yeah. always wearing like kind of big baggy shirts and like blue jeans or, or the jumpers and the big t-shirts that they wear. Um, do you remember that game where they played the American football? Yeah. And I think it's, it's maybe Ross or Joey's just wearing like that Nike yeah. jumper. Yeah. Like that's, I just think that's really cool. And there were, there were really, really cool trainers in, um, in France as well. The thing with that Friends reunion, right, that really got me. Yeah. Is that Friends, I watch Friends every single day, I'd say, on Comedy Central. I don't go look it up on Netflix, but it's just, I put it on whenever, yeah. in between programs, I put on Friends. And those six characters, forever for me, were still in the, in the mid-90s, the late 2000s. They were forever beautiful. They were forever cool. And... Watching that reunion, I just saw a load of people in their 50s, someone close to their 60s. <laughs> and it was no time ago that I was sitting on my bedroom floor watching the last episode. 
I know. And I'm becoming aware that at almost 31, I'm nearly the age they were when it ended. Well, they were all like 24 when it started, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me, that program reminded me that one day we're all going to be old. That nobody's trapped on a TV show. We're looking back at the podcast quickly, but we'll add a song in the soundtrack here. But looking back over the last 10 episodes, Ross, who's your favourite guest been and why? Oh, you can't, you can't do that to me. You're not saying that the other eight are rubbish. You're just saying this one's your favourite. Okay, right. So I think we might agree on this. Though. Um, so all nine guests were brilliant and I would love to have them on again. Um, that being said, my favourite has been Dan Wilson mm. because he was just, I just found him really interesting, you know, um, and yeah, I just love chatting with him he, and he inspired I Predict the Riot. He did. And that, that is a big claim to fame. Yeah, although one of the only, he's one of the only guests that hasn't met Beyonce. It's true. What about you, Mark? Bizarrely, my favourite guest also hasn't met Beyonce, and that was Matthew Crosby, way back in episode two. Oh, yeah? A time ago. He was really good chat, and we actually recorded, like, maybe an hour and a half with him, and if we hadn't have, like, wrapped it up, we still would have been chatting to him. Right now, yeah. yeah. I felt he was really, really good. But I love, I loved them all. I love Crank. I love Lava. I loved. Um, I don't know if we're meant to call Anthony Crank Crank, but there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a really good time with most of the guests. I'd recommend that the listeners go back if this, if you're just joining in now because you like me and Ross, go back and listen through. But the whole way through this, we've been compiling a soundtrack. So every week, myself, Ross, and a guest has been adding um, two songs to the soundtrack. So what song are you going to add to the soundtrack, and why? So this week, I am going to complete the hat trick of football songs from the last three weeks. Um, two weeks ago, I added Bindaloo. Last week, I added Eat My Goal. Um, and this week, I'm going to add uh, Three Lions. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm also wearing an England shirt. Um, and it just feels right. The Euros are about to come. Uh, football's going to come home. Uh, Bukayo Saka's going to score the winner at the Euros um, and there'll be three lions on the chest Nice I also mm-hmm. love Frank Skinner David Bedane and the, the Lightning Six um, I am going to add the to the soundtrack of the podcast I'm going to add the soundtrack of my life the song that was number one when I was 14 which is like Lola's Theme by Shapeshifters it's a banger. We don't have enough uh, electronic or dance music in there. So um, I'm going to add that in. Um, great song. Great listening. Um, that brings us to the end of season one, the end of this episode. Um, Ross, what has been your favourite thing that has happened on the podcast? Your favourite moment? Yeah, you know what? I can't pick like a moment, but it's just been really cool to get the chat to loads of, you know, interesting people that I otherwise wouldn't have ever chatted to um, yeah they've met some great people like some mad stories that you there's like real moments of like I can't believe I'm sat here chatting to someone who's been on tour with Jay-Z or yeah. uh, like you know interviewed the, the Rock and now they're talking to me 
like, yeah, there's just been some real moments of like, this is so funny. Like last week with Jessica Gomez, I'm like, you know, she's just filmed a film with like Owen Wilson and Ed Helms. And now she's talking to me and you. Yeah, yeah. I was watching her on a, doing an interview on Sway in the Morning, which is a big hip hop radio show in America. And then she's on our podcast, Watch 2 Dolby Dick. Yeah. I, I have really enjoyed the post bag every week. We, we're not, we don't have anything this week, but just the, the listener engagement with the podcast as well. Um, myself and Ross previously ran another podcast, which has now been deleted off the internet because we had to, but we, um, we previously ran another podcast and the show dipped halfway through in terms of listeners, but our listeners have been consistent and strong the whole way through. Um, and so it's really good to hear have the interaction and the likes and everything else from everybody who has listened and joined in from home. Yeah. And listen, this is the end of season one, but I feel like from like episode one of season one, we've already been talking about season two. So don't fear. We, we will be back in your ears. Don't fear. We'll be back in your ears. That's good. That's maybe with those lovely parting words, maybe that's how we should wrap up season one of the podcast. Yeah, I think we still need to say good night and God bless. Yeah. So um, that's us finished up for season one. Good night. God bless. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> bye bye.